0: welcome to the soul space podcast thanks for listening
1: welcome back everybody uh this is the soul space podcast i'm mitchell kimbrough founder of soul space and i've been realizing that all these podcast episodes i've never said my own name that's a little bizarre trying to be more professional now we're back with a second episode of a conversation with uh, Toma Payet uh, at Meily Search. So Toma, you're the co-founder and chief operating officer at Meily Search, And in the previous episode, we talked about um, how Meily Search got its start as an open source project and then grew into a company. And now you're about to uh, get into the space of monetizing the product um, and you, you gave us a timeline on this previous episode about when that was happening. And we talked a little bit about the details of that. I just want to welcome you back. And this episode, I wanted to get into use cases. So I wanted to get into the different types of applications of melee search on different types of websites. Um, and maybe I could start us off by coming back to something you said on the previous episode. You've referenced the search bar many times as, as an abstraction. Looks like The developers are building websites, maintaining websites, and they're responsible for a search bar, meaning a bar that has a keyword field that uh, customers, users, uh, visitors, the audience of a website can use to find the data on the site. There's a lot of other uses of melee Search. Um, Faceted search in particular is what we're going pretty deep in at SoulSpace. But let's just back up a little bit and let me ask you a question that I didn't thoroughly ask on the previous episode. Can we talk about why maily Search is so fast? When I put in a search query, uh, send a search to the API, the results I get back come back faster in some cases than I feel like the browser can actually draw the HTML into the page. So why is it so fast? Can you talk about that? But
2: there are multiple reasons, and I don't know at, at which level. Um, I, I know when we are building Meily Search, um, what we have in mind is to get the answer as fast as possible so the end user has this instantaneity experience that it's not behind the network or something, just that you're typing something and, and you find it. Um, so everything uh, that search does is done for relevancy, of course, but for speed. Um, and... I don't know if you, are, if, if you saw it, but if, when, when you're indexing documents uh, of MediSearch, uh, we are building a lot of different data structures uh, that uh, make it easier for MediSearch to find the document uh, you are searching for. Uh, this is exactly when, um, how it works in, uh, in, in any book in which you have a, a reversed index. Um, and you can find the pages that contains the word you are looking for. And that works exactly the same. We have a list of words, uh, for each document. And when you're typing a specific word, we know that it's present in all those documents and you, we have to give it back as soon as possible. So this is how a search engine works, uh, at first. Um, and from there, there are a lot of different optimizations that you could do to, to make the, the search even more fast. Uh, one of the big things in, um, in, 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 in the timeline when, when you're querying for documents is the network. So um, talking to a specific servers and getting the result uh, back as, as, as fast as possible. Um, we do advise to have Melix Search connected to the front-end. Uh, because if you have a proxy uh, between MediSearch and, uh, and your application, um, you might double the latency uh, to, to, to get your results back. And so, yeah, having a great search experience comes from getting the best result possible, but also getting the result as fast as possible because that way you can modify your query, if you' are not happy with what you found, you can have feedback instant instead of um waiting for the page to load. This is what we call type as you search, search as you type sorry and and yeah, that's one of the the many things that we we have in mind when when building Medisearch. search.
1: So the, the basic architecture is important, and, and the architecture here is not necessarily unique to Melee Search, but the, the idea that there's, um, there's a body of data, uh, there's, there's a data set, um, and then that data set ha- is indexed. So a separate thing, uh, an index of that data is created. And in the case of Melee Search Algolia 2, you can have multiple indices uh, for a variety of different reasons but it matters that there's a concept of a separate index from the uh, data set itself. Uh, and the reason that matters is beyond me, but it's PhD level stuff. But it, it, the idea is that, well, I mean, you could go do a search on all of the content in the database, which is kind of the out of the box CMS way that you might do it. Um, but then there's the faster version where you, you, um, you, you index that content and you sort of anticipate what types of searches will have to take place on that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that separation and fundamentally why that, why that matters? Like, why is that fast?
2: When you are querying within a database, um, what the database is doing is that it's looking for you. It's like, okay, I'm checking in this document. No, it's not there. I'm checking in the next document. No, it's not there until it finds something. Yeah. Um, when we are building an index, actually, we are making a copy of set, um, s- some of the data that you have. Not all of it, but at least the one that you want to search in. And we are organizing it uh, for search to be able to go through it uh, as, as easy as possible. So we, we, we are trying to reduce the amount of lookups that we are doing. Um, by uh, copying um, a lot of data, having uh, different indices uh, in different formats, so we can dedicate, uh, if I can say so, all the resources, so all your CPU time, uh, all your RAM, to just make sure that we get to the result as fast as possible. Um, And this is the reason you, you need to have a separate search engine um on top of your um, database is because actually we we do not plan many is not the, the 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 source of truth when it comes to your database your database is here for um uh, keeping your data safe whereas many is here to make it accessible as as fast as possible so we are making a copy of what makes sense for us yeah. to keep to make the search as fast as possible and we get rid of everything else
1: And In the indexing process allows the developer us to uh, hint to melee search what matters as far as relevance so melee search wants to return relevant result results mm-hmm. fast uh, the indexing supports both of those um, requirements if i'm this is basically a guess on my part but i know from working with melee search that i could tell it Here's a little bit of information about how to know that something is relevant uh, for this website, for this client, for its audience. Here's how to know. How, how does the relevance work?
2: There are different ways to manage the re- relevancy. The thing is, um, what kind of relevancy rules are most important to your end user? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, f- on, on Google, uh, they have this page rank algorithm uh, that rank the pages based on, I don't know, the number of links that points to them, the number of keywords that they can find in your web page. And in MediSearch, um, we have many different relevancy rules that you get to um, reorder if you want, if you need to. Uh, by default, uh, it managed to find um the keyword that you're the, the query words that you're looking for in the right fields. So if um if the, the word that you're searching for is in a title instead of the body of the content, maybe that makes more sense. And there are different ways like this yeah. that we have by default. Uh, but maybe in certain use cases um And this is where we we touch to other things like facet and filtering. But in in, in different cases or in different contexts, you want to have a different relevancy. Um, And so you want to either reorder the relevancy rules, the ranking rules, or you want to apply some filters and and facet on it.
1: So also on the podcast is David Estrada from the SoulSpace team, uh, the the main developer who brought Melee Search to everyone's attention over here. And on this episode, I wanted to, in addition to talking about the question of speed and relevancy, I wanted to talk about use cases. And uh, David, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, this idea of faceted search. Uh, Maybe we could just talk uh, at a a high level of what that's about, and we could get some questions over to to Tamar about that.
0: Faceted search, like you can look at it as a way of filtering data or other subsets of data. So um, by that, imagine you have a, a page where you want to look at a certain price, price point. Like let's say it is between 5 and $10. So you want to display all, all of the items or all of the products that are between those values. So by having this faceted search, you can say to Melly, Give me all of the products that are between this 5 and $10 range and it will display or it will return those results to you.
1: Our recent deployment with uh, Here Comes the Guide was the, the first production launch. And this website is it's a directory of uh, wedding venues and uh, wedding venue- vendors. So if you're if you're about to hold a wedding or you're planning it or you're starting the planning process, you come to this website and you start browsing for places that you might be able to have, uh, you know, have the event. And the reason why faceted search mattered so much here is there's so many different attributes that uh, bride and groom might want to consider as they're planning the wedding. Uh, so there's of course the e-commerce. Um, uh, Implementation that you're talking about, which Tomah was saying was, um, you know, of of wide importance for this kind of search. But there's also this ability that you can uh, filter down a data set uh, based on all sorts of different criteria, and you can undo those filters, expand the data set back out, and drill down again. And as you're doing that, the speed matters so much. If that's slow, then you you can't properly browse and explore the offering. Uh, of a given website or the directory that's being presented to you, the same with you know any sort of a product offering on a website. If um, if I'm exploring some sort of um, you know like a, a database database of electronics parts, I need to be able to come in and out uh, of the magnification of that data by using these facets and these filters. So, Tomah, in, in your um, in your discussion on the previous episode, you talked a lot about keyword and relevance in our, um, you know, our, our use with Melee Search using the documentation and uh, exploring the different um, use cases and stuff. There's there's a lot of emphasis there, but the most important thing for us and a lot of our clients is going to be the faceted search capability. So, what's the difference between a facet and a filter?
2: <laughs> that's that's a very good question. Um, to me, um, the the big difference would be that um, the facet is something that you know, you will be using when building your search or your um, discoverability interface. Um, and so, when you're setting facets, you are telling Melisarch, or you are, yeah, you're telling Melisarch, we will be using this attribute or this field uh, to filter documents. And so, Melisarch can prepare. And so, all, most of the work is happening at the index, indexing time. Um, so we are reordering or writing the document in a different ways to make them more easily um, searchable for us uh, later on. Whereas when we are talking about filter, it's, you can, if you say to many search we want to filter on, on a specific field, um, we are not preparing anything uh, before ends, before and it, it's just happening at the query time. So it's maybe a bit more flexible uh, because there might be more different um, usage uh, based on, on the end user, whereas the facet is more strict, but facet would be much more efficient in terms of speed and relevancy because such knows um, that you have to prepare that it has to prepare uh, for for the facet and, and for the queries.
1: So in this this use case that we just launched, this you know wedding website, a facet here is view, like a, a venue. Some venues have a view. Do they have a view of the ocean, mountains, cityscape, or none? You know, there's four options on that facet, uh, and and people might frequently search on that question. And uh, David, it, this is it made sense for it made sense to declare that as a facet through the API, tell Melee search mm-hmm. to bake that into the index that it creates for us so that the speed we got out of that query was
0: fast. Yeah, because we, we knew which uh, items were going to be like a fix, like Toma just say. like We knew those, those terms or those words are going to be like uh, fixed into the data structure that we were sending to Melee, so that made sense for us to do it. In, in this way as a facet not as a dynamic sort of thing with a filter and that that gave us the performance that we were after
1: so to on this particular instance that we've deployed melee search price isn't is a facet but it's not like three hundred and forty seven dollars price is um you know one dollar sign two dollar signs three four dollars five uh, just like a restaurant you know uh, in, in a directory um but there's a lot of e-commerce implementations where the exact price is um, is part of the data set. So is that still a facet or does that become something else? It would be a facet and this is something... Actually, it was not something
2: we had from the beginning, um, being able to, to filter and, and faceting based on a number, on, on the figures. And it's actually something that is... Really useful because it allows you also to facet with dates, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we actually use it as a, as a facet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, fi- the facets and the filtering matter to us because, um, I mean, Google will never do that. Google will never position no. uh, you know, one of the users of our client sites to be able to get a data set based on the keyword and then filter that down further. It's, it, it, it can never know what matters to the data set and what matters to the users. Like on this wedding website, we're very clear on what matters and which filtering attributes are important to them. So we build a, an interface around that and indexes that support it. Um, so that's a, you know, that's a big part here. So we've talked about that kind of implementation. We've talked about e-commerce. Um Tamar, you're you're better positioned than David or myself to know what other sorts of implementations people are making out of melee search. I mean, I'm sure they're doing stuff with iOS apps. You know, is that the case? What what else is happening out there?
2: Uh, mobile application, of course. Um, we have more and more usage coming from B two B application. You know, um, SaaS app uh, that either need a search to to search through the document that they have for each customer, or to uh, use it as a, an entry point for their application. Um, an, an example could be Notion, for example. Uh, I'd love to have uh, Notion as a customer because I'm, I'm using Notion every day, and the search is really, really slow. Um, and it's really something we could we could help with uh, because you could have an index for your whole um, room. I, I don't know how they call it in Notion, in your own space. Um, um, and have facets for everything that you, that, you, that you write down in Notion, but also have the different uh, filtering based on uh, the, 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 the people with searching, for, the, the person who is, who, is, who is searching for something. Um so yeah I, I think most of the use cases are the, the at least this is how we consider them is um b2b um e-commerce um so b2b apps saas uh and content website site search documentation search also um and and more and more we have and this is something difficult to to work with is having a search that search through different type of data sets. Um, we, we are working with Platform.sh, uh, and they have this search, which is searching in their documentation, but in other websites as well. And uh, it, it, the, the search begins to be like the entry point for your app and for the people who are using your, your service or product, and so they can have access to Anything from the beginning, from the from the, the the first search that they that they find. I,
0: I have a question for you. Like on the in MeliCloud, that's how I'm I'm calling it. What are you using in order to determine which uh, server capabilities uh, are you going to be using on any given index?
2: It actually depends on 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 the use case. Um, for example, when you have a, an e-commerce website, you might you don't have that much document. I, I mean, maybe you have a few thousand of different items you want to sell, but that's not that much. Um, but you might have a lot more queries or a lot of updates on a daily basis because you want to update the prices, you want to update the stock, um, and so 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 the 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 usage here. Um, When it comes to the server, it's really um, writing-intensive because there is a lot of updates, even if it's on small datasets um, and and, and some searches. Whereas if you're doing a documentation website or a content website that does not change that much, maybe you won't have that much write into your many search or in your database at all, but you might end up with a lot of different searches from all over the world. And in that case, you want to optimize uh, for for the search. So maybe you want to provide more uh, RAM, um, some more memory, um, and and less CPU. So it really depends on on the use cases that we have. Um, Today, we do have like a standard machine that we offer for for everyone, but we, we optimize from there.
0: Okay, I see. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was having a little bit of issues when we were uh, doing this project in order to help determine what was like the ideal server configuration that we needed in order to make this work. So I was kind of curious in order to... And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's having this question before, but how, how to determine what server do I need? Because this helps you, like, uh, knowing the configuration and kind of helps you determine the cost per month for that server.
2: Exactly. Th- this is a, a work in progress on our side. We, we do need to provide more benchmarks. Uh, because even if it won't be adapted to your exact use cases, it, it, it would give you a better understanding um, on the needs Uh, on your server based on the number of documents the number of searches or the number of indexation that you might need to have Um, it won't be accurate but at least you you will have a better yeah understanding of that
1: uh if you know if a if a client out there someone who's responsible for a website as a marketing director if they like what they've heard and they want to look into uh bringing mainly search to bear on their website um you know, I, I know that there's this open source community of people who are engaging in uh, in the product. Do you have a, Do you have a developer community or director directory where people can go and find someone to help them get started?
2: We consider the documentation to be the entry point, but you can find everything uh, on, on GitHub. We have a Slack community. Actually, we will migrate to to Discord, uh, but this is a place where. Um, developers are talking about their own implementation of Meili Search. They can ask questions, and uh, if someone from the community is not doesn't have the answer, um, the the Mali Search team is actually on there as well and, and answering uh, as well. So, making sure that um, we we are building uh, the the right features, but also um, we th- this is the big when when it comes to open source is once we release something we have a thousand of users using it and we, we get feedback very very quickly so we are able to fix uh, what we've done and and to react uh, as fast as possible so you can if if you're interested in in trying trying many such you can you can join the slack join the discord on github there is already a lot of different questions that have been asked, and you can find answers for. Um, but I do hope that the documentation is is good enough uh, for you to to get to get started in in a few minutes.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. If you're a developer, yeah, definitely. Uh, some of our clients they come to us on a regular basis and say, "I don't I don't know the technical stuff," and and I tell them, "You're not supposed to." That's our job. That's why you hire us. Um, and they still, honestly, the documentation's uh, so easy to read and so user-friendly. I think it's a good starting point, too. Um, it, it's helpful to to have use cases like example example implementations of that. So the Slack option is is a really good thing to do. Um, there, there's a question that I had. I'm still curious about uh, the Melee Search cloud offering. And something you said on the previous episode stuck with me. And you were talking about how in in instances of search, when someone puts in a keyword, uh, you don't necessarily know whether they're searching for Golf the Volkswagen vehicle or Golf the sport. And if if someone's using a melee search implementation that we have deployed for a client on a server on uh, DigitalOcean or Google Cloud or whatever, there's no possibility of having some sort of intelligence where where we could infer what the user is looking for based on previous uh, history or something like that. Um, Is this possible now or in the future with Search or Search Cloud? I mean, up to a point, that's a really useful feature for users to be able to experience. And if it's done right, it's not an invasion of privacy or anything. I just wonder, maybe we could talk about that. That, You had me intrigued with that.
2: Um, Yeah, this is something uh, on the roadmap. Um, Actually, I think we call that contextual search. Um and uh, that would mean that we would keep the information of what you've been searching for before, or maybe we will ask um, to get that information uh, from 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 a different source uh, and so we can infer uh, the best relevancy for you um, but that would mean also on the even when you're not searching for something, but you're just exploring uh, the dataset uh, using facet and stuff, uh, you can also improve the experience based on, on the context, so the history and, and the previous action uh, of, of the user. Um, there are many, um, many different levels um, of complexity in, in, in doing so. Um, but I think we have a pretty good idea, um, how, on how to make, um, a first simple version that would improve the experience a lot. Um, and so, so, so this is one of the, the big feature we have in, in mind for next year. Um, we, we also know that at some point we want to give the opportunity to, uh, um, organization, businesses, uh, to plug their own business logic inside the engine. Um, an example could be um, if you're searching for document on Slack, uh, you want to have a higher relevancy for messages uh, that you exchange with the people you exchange the most. Um, and so we want to give the ability for developers to uh, have this kind of very specific business rule that does not apply to anyone else, except if you're building a Slack app, um, so, 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 so the search can be really adapted um, to your use cases uh, and, 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 and your business.
1: So, in, I mean, are you heading in the direction where it could be possible for uh, for Melee Search to support um, the type of behavior that we see across the, the web where people who search for this also search yes. for this and have the results informed by that sort of um, crowd, crowd-sourced information? Yes. Okay. Uh, that'd be sick. David, you know, we're going to go crazy with that if it
0: comes out. Yeah, that recommendation system will be great.
1: There's so many different applications for that. Now, I mean, the challenge at the engineering level is how to how much of that to own uh, and how much to hand over to developers like us to manipulate. Uh, I'm glad it's not my problem. <laughs> it's your problem. <laughs> um But yeah, that's, that's pretty appealing. You know, this is the challenge with uh, our clients uh, helping their users find the information they want. They want, that's one of the great vectors to use is well, someone who searched like you did. What were they interested in and how might that be relevant to you? That'd be pretty great. Well, maybe this is a good stopping point. Um, I feel like we could do a whole bunch more episodes because there's still a bunch of questions I want to ask you about this. Um, David, did you have anything else you wanted to ask Thomas?
0: Yeah, I have kind of a geek question. <laughs> like, why did you decide to <laughs> oh. go Rust and not Go?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we we uh, when we met with my two co-founders, we were working on that search engine for an e-commerce company, and we went that with Go, actually. Uh, we went with Go because... Um, the learning curve is a bit easier, maybe. Um, We have still great performances, uh, and it's easier to find developers who code in Go than in Rust at least three or four years ago. Uh, But we we, we quickly ran into uh, performance issues uh, because of the garbage collector. Uh, So that means that uh, Go is at a higher level of abstraction than Rust. Um, And when we are managing the memory of the search engine, um and we when we when we were querying a lot Meleararch um constantly, uh, we saw a decrease in performance like of at every time the garbage collector is, is 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 going by, and so um it's it was less easier for us to predict the speed of of many search. Uh so that's one of the reasons we we, we went with rust um the other would be maintenance. Um, maintaining a code base uh, in Rust seem, seemed a lot easier for us because uh, of all the tool sets that you have when you're a Rust developer, so cargo and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, very, very modern way of managing uh, your code base, uh, whereas in Go, it was not that well-defined, at least, again, three or four years ago. Uh, maybe it has changed, um, so we were more confident in in switching to Rust and, and using Rust uh, for for that kind of tool in, instead of Go.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Nice to know. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of curious why it Rust, but now I see why.
1: Well, all right, David Estrada, Thomas Payet of Melee Search. Uh, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for answering all of our questions. Um, Best of luck to you guys. You're not going to need it. You're doing a great job already. Uh, we're really excited that uh, we have such a great tool that we can bring to bear on a lot of our client problems. Um, I just want to thank you again for coming on and talking with us.
0: Thank you, Thomas, for being here.
2: Thank you very much, uh, Mitchell. Thank you very much, David, for, for having us. That's,
0: that's really nice. You've been listening to the Soul Space Podcast.